Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I am feeling better than I sound, I promise. I know that I sound like I smoke 50 a day, I do not, um, but I have an episode that I really, which, you know, let me, let me give you the context of this episode. I was sat doing my makeup, which is where, to be fair, most of my content comes from, is when I'm do, sat doing my makeup and I get this thing where I start wriggling in my chair and I have a notepad next to where I do my makeup to write things down that come into my head. And normally, normally I can get away with just writing the bullet points down, finishing my makeup, coming downstairs, getting the episode out. Today, I come to you with one eye mascara done, one eye not, (laughs) because I can't wait to share this with you. So you'll have to forgive the voice for a start. You'll have to forgive, um, I was just about to say the makeup then, you can't see me, hence the joy of podcasting. So listen, let me get in because I want to share this with you. So many people when I am on, um, so let me, let me rewind to get in. In January, it's my busiest month of consultations and this January is no different. And it's a li- well, it is a little bit different actually because I've just launched my new one-to-one services. So I used to only have one, which was the inner work journey, which is the four to six month journey. Now I have an additional two ways that you can work with me one-to-one. And I'm not going to go into that because this episode isn't about my one-to-one services. However, www.tlb.org.uk forward slash work with me. The link will be in the show notes if you want the information. What I notice on um, the consultation calls, that's where I was going. What I noticed on the consultation calls is I would say 99% of clients who come to me for the first time, one of the things that they always raise when I ask the question, you know, if I had a magic wand and I could wave it and we were sitting at the end of your journey right now, chatting and reflecting back, what would you, what would you want to see change for yourself? What would you want to be different? And one of the things, it's not the thing or the main thing, but one of the things that always comes up is I just wish that I had more self-belief. And it's dressed up in different words with different people. So some people will say, I just wish I could get out of my own way. Some people will say, I just wish that I could stop seeking permission and validation. Some people will say, I just wish that I could be I could enjoy my success. And I know this sounds like, well, how do those things link to self-belief? I'm going to tell you in this episode how they link to self-belief. And I'm going to give you some tips in this episode. Three, actually, three ways that I believe that three, ha, hang on, not ways, three practices that I think that if you practice these things, that you will see a considerable difference over time with your relationship with yourself and your self-belief. Why did I interrupt myself to change my words? When I give tips in episodes, I'm very, very conscious that when you say a tip, a tip is something that like you can give or take, you can leave it on the table or you can, you can listen to it and go, well, that's a good idea. But actually I'm going to call these practices because you have to practice them in order to see any difference either in your inner world or in your outer world. So I've got three practices for you today to increase your self-belief. And I just want to let you know that these practices 
they are ongoing. So even, not even me, but I teach this stuff. I work with people, business owners, founders, leaders in business, usually service-based businesses. I work with people to continually evolve. And I, like I said, like I say in each episode, I genuinely believe that there's no finite point where you get to and you're like, cool, I've got it all nailed now. I can go and do the things I want to do. I just think that it's a continual process of putting yourself out there, taking action in life and business, and at the same time, evolving in your inner world. And I say all of that because I, the practices I'm about to share with you, I actively do these myself. And not only do I teach this work, but I support others with this work. So I want, I want you to know that there's no sort of finite point here. We're not trying to get to a point where, oh, a feather's just gone past the window. Hello. (laughs) We're not trying to get to a point here where you are fixed in inverted commas. Please don't think that about your own involvement and your own growth and your own development. Please start to think of yourself as your greatest project. Please start to think of yourself as someone who is going to look back in a year, three years, five years, 10 years time, and you're going to be a different person. And that is amazing. That is incredible because you will have experienced things in life and in business, the highs, the lows, and that will as messy as it is to go through sometimes, it will shape you, it will form you, and it will help you to evolve. But I would rather that you enjoyed the process of that. (laughs) And even in the messy times, even in the times where it feels like the rug is being pulled from underneath you and you have no idea what you're going to do, you don't know the how, there is no plan. I would rather that you have a good relationship with yourself through those times. Hence the reason why self-belief is an important aspect of navigating life and business. So let's get in. Sorry, I just took a little break there while I had a little cough and I'm back and I am back. So let's get in. The first practice that I'd like to introduce you to is reflection. And I'm talking mini reflection here. So rather than make your lunch and listen to the radio or a song, walk the dogs and listen to a podcast, drive the car from A to B and listen to the radio, I would like you to start the practice of mini reflection. Um, so it's it's very similar when people talk about meditation, it's very similar in that if you can sneak away five minutes here and there just to ground into yourself with three deep breaths, feeling your toes in your shoes, releasing your tongue from the roof of your mouth, that is probably much more powerful than trying to sit there for an hour a day um, meditating and trying to you know, quieten your mind. And I would like you to adopt the same practice with your self-reflection. Now, you might need prompts for this at first. You might need a post-it note on the, um, what's it called? The thing in your car that shows the doodars. You know what I mean? You might need post-it notes around to remind you to not distract yourself and not move away from yourself, but instead to look inwards. And that's okay. But the specific reflection practice that I want you to do as regularly as you can is look at who you're being. It's so easy, so easy to try to build our self-belief by only looking at what we're doing, the actions we're taking. And what I'm asking you to do here, so what I mean by that, sorry, what when we look at only the actions that we're taking, 
it sounds like this. I'm really proud of myself this morning because I set up my website. I'm really proud of myself. I can build my self-belief based on what I'm doing because today I X, Y, Z. I spoke up in a meeting. Today, I let's take that one. Let's take that one and use it as our example. So let's say, so you could reflect as you walk around the block or you make your lunch and go, today I spoke up in a meeting where I wouldn't normally speak up in a meeting. I'm so proud of me. That's one piece of evidence that helps me to build my self-belief, right? What I'm asking you to do is go a layer deeper, is to ask yourself, who did I need to be to speak up in that meeting? And it's the difference between looking at the action you you took. Is that the right English? Yeah. The action you took? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's the difference between looking at the action that you took, I spoke up in the meeting, and who you had to be in order to do that. Oh, well, for me to speak up in a meeting, it requires me to be be courageous. It requires me to speak even when I'm worried about people's judgment. So, oh my God, I did that even though I was worried about what other people would think of me. And I still did it anyway. Who was I? I was someone who, despite my fear of other people's rejection and judgment, I still did that. And if I take that a little bit further and I look at the outcome of that, I can see that actually other people appreciated me speaking up. So can you see how your self-belief can be built, not just by looking at the actions that you reflect in and looking intentionally on the actions that you did or did not take, but who you needed to be in order to take those actions. I think that's so special. It's something that when you reflect it back to yourself, if you are able to sit with yourself long enough, and it is uncomfortable, right? At first it will feel very indulgent to sit there and be like, what did I do and who did I need to be to do that? And even further to that, if you want to take it, what happens as a result of that? Give yourself so much evidence to help you build the bank of, actually, I'm doing good shit here. I'm evolving. I am not staying the same as I was this morning. I am a different person this afternoon because of the action that I took in speaking up in that meeting and who I needed to be in order to do that. I am growing, I am evolving, and I am doing that really courageously. And I am backing myself. And even if I spoke up in that meeting and I lost my words a little bit, I still did it. And I had to be someone who backed themselves in order to do that. Can you see the tangent that you can go on? It's really important tangent. It's really important that you give yourself that because I don't know about you, but for the majority of clients I speak to, I could ask them, tell me how you fucked up today. And they would give me an hour of how they fucked up today. An hour's worth of, well, I could have done this better and I could have done that better and I could have spoke up and I could have done this and I could have not messed around with my words and and on and on and on. We can all do it. We can all look for the evidence that tells us that we're shit, right? In life and in business. What I'm asking you to do in practice number one, is I am asking you to look for the ways, look for the things that you did, but more than that, look for who you had to be in order to do those things. Practice number two is actively give yourself permission. In the morning, this works beautifully, by the way, in the morning. And again, it can be done as you are doing other things. It just requires you 
to be intentional with your thoughts. While you're making your lunch in the morning, while you're driving to work, while you're doing your makeup, I want you to think about, ask yourself this question. Let's make it easy. Ask yourself this question. Today, if I was really brave, what would I do? And then based on the answer that you get to your own question, I want you to actively give yourself permission to do that. So many times when I'm on my client coaching calls and I'm having these kinds of conversations, particularly with the option of get unstuck, which is a 90 minute call, we go through the thing that people are stuck with and we start, it's like we lift up rocks, right? And underneath each rock is the possibilities of options that they could consider that they've never even allowed themselves to consider. And it's that question, you know, if you were really brave, if, if, if I could wave a magic wand and take away all your fear, what are the options for you here? What could you do? And at the, at the beginning, you know, let it be known. It's quite tricky to answer this question. So stick with yourself if you're finding it hard to answer because there are answers, but the fear normally roars louder than our calm, confident, quiet courage voice, our wisdom. And so it takes for you to sit a little bit persistently in order to hear that wisdom speak softly and quietly. And normally it will produce some options for you. And then with those options, I want you to give yourself permission. Let me let me tell you how this might sound. You all know that I've got new one-to-one options, new one-to-one services in um, 2023. I forgot what year it was then. Now, I am someone who I've spent 18 years in learning and development. I don't, I lose count, but it's around that. And none of those years I've spent in sales, none, zero, zero of those years have I spent in marketing. I have had to, as a business owner, learn that, oh, you, (laughs) you need to market yourself and you need to sell your services. And in order to do that, you need to show up and you need to make offers to the world. You need to tell the world, hey, I'm Nikki. Here's what I do. Here's how I can help you. And here's how you can buy my services. You need to do that so that people know that you're there and can serve them and can help them. That is something that I have struggled with. That is something that has not come easily to me. And that is something that I have to actively do. So in the morning when I'm doing my makeup and I'm thinking, who out there might be sat there really, really needing my services, but not even knowing that they exist because I am not being brave enough to put myself out there. Why aren't I putting myself out there? Oh, because, and I could literally go one, two, three, four, five, six, with all of the reasons why I wouldn't put myself out there. I don't want to be seen as salesy. I don't want to do people's editing. I don't want to show up on their Instagram feeds too often and be too noisy, blah, blah, blah. Listen, honestly, I could do a whole podcast episode on it. I seriously could. But all of those things, they don't just, you can't just go, well, I'll just hope that I can overcome them. No, you have to actively give yourself permission. I give myself permission to show up. I give myself permission to piss people off by being too loud on their feeds and being there for myself, loving myself through that being okay with myself. I give myself permission to do that. And I'm going to do that. And it's not a passive thing. People think that 
when they, I think that it's so easy, people including myself, it's so easy when we see other people do hard things in inverted commas. It's so easy to think that that comes easy and natural to them. What if it didn't? What if they, what if behind the action that they're taking, there's been a shit ton of work that you can't see, but you're assuming that that comes easy and natural to them. And it doesn't come easy and natural to you. So you just think, oh, well, I won't try. I won't bother because it doesn't, they can do it, but I can't. What if they too had loads of inner shit to work through, but had to give themselves permission, had to work through that and go, do you know what? I might be too noisy. Do you know what? Some people might only want my free stuff. That's okay. They can have it. I'm willingly creating the free stuff for exactly those people, but there will be some people out there who need and want more from me. And in me not putting myself out there and not giving myself permission to make some noise and show up and be seen and be heard and be misinterpreted and all of the things that I am scared of, if I don't give myself actively permission to do that, guess what? It doesn't happen. I don't do it. I have the best intentions, but I don't do it. And I think that giving yourself permission in the morning to fill in the blank, do whatever it is that you need the bravery and courage to do. Sometimes it's not bravery and courage that you need. It's permission. And it's the acknowledgement that you will stand by yourself through the highs and lows, through people's rejection, through people judging you, through you failing and falling flat on your face. You will be there for yourself. And when I say that, what I actually mean is you will do the next practice that I'm about to tell you about. So let me just get into the final practice that I want to encourage you to do today. The final practice is actually praise the process. So when you take the scary action, right? When you when you post your services out there in my case and you do the thing that you were worried about doing, when you press publish, when you publish your podcast, for the first time, when whatever it is for you, when you hold uphold your boundaries, the easiest thing for your brain to do is slip into shit. I upheld my boundaries. What are they going to think about me? Shit. I published my podcast episode for the first time. What if everyone thinks it's shit? Shit. I put my services out there. What if no one likes them? What if no one buys them? What if I want you to allow yourself to intentionally do a brain takeover and praise the process. Your brain will naturally go into all of the worries and the fears and the what ifs. And I want you to pull the reins back in, say, thank you, brain. But right now I am going to praise myself for the process. I am going to give myself a high five, a well done. I'm going to treat myself with something physical. I'm going to give myself, um, going to go make myself a really nice coffee. I'm going to go and take myself out for coffee. I'm going to go and walk around the block and think about how proud of myself I am for just doing that, not actually achieving the outcome of doing it. Not, not that. The outcome is praise itself. The outcome is like the cherry on the cake. The outcome is gift in its own right. The outcome of, you know, whatever you publish in the podcast and some someone being helped and, and um, guided and reassured or whatever it is that you've wanted to do with your words. That's the gift. You putting your services out there and someone going, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. 
let me book in with you. That's the gift. They're the outcomes. That's the gift. In the gap between you taking the action and the gift of the outcome, I want you, practice number three, is to intentionally praise the process, is to intentionally be like, fucking hell, I just did that. I just, um, whatever that is for you, be in awe just for a minute, for 30 seconds, be in awe of the fact that you just did that before scurrying along with your day. So in summary, the three practices that I would love for you to start picking up and using intentionally are actively look for who you, number one, actively look for who you were when you did whatever it was that you were doing. And then if you want to take it further, what happens as a result of that? Actively look for that evidence, not just the action that you took. Number two, actively give yourself permission. When you're thinking about all the things that you would do if you were courageous, you would do if you weren't scared, actively go ahead and give yourself the permission to do that and the promise that you'll be by your own side. And practice number three is actively praise the process. When you've done whatever it was in between you doing it and whenever that result comes, because it might take a while. I want to do an episode on lag time. I think it's it's such an important episode to do. And before I get to that episode, what I want to say is sometimes we have to keep doing something in order to see results. So as an example, I am actively working on my fitness at the moment and you all know how it goes with your body. You have, you can't just go to the gym once and see a result. So what is going to, what's going to motivate you in between on those days where you really don't want to show up? You really don't want to do it. What's going to motivate you? It's not going to be the result. It's not going to be the outcome because you haven't got that yet. You can't see it. You can't see a change. So what is it going to be? And my my practice that I want you to embody, I want you to do, is actively praise yourself during the process. I went to the gym. What did I do in the gym? Oh shit, I did those things that made my legs feel really wobbly. Oh wow, I didn't. I genuinely didn't think I could lift that much. Well done me right? That, that's what I want you to do actively. Even if it feels wanky to do it. One of my clients said to me the other day on our final one-to-one call, which is always so bittersweet because it's so lovely to see someone get to the end of their inner work journey. But it's also like we form such close relationships. It's also really sad. And I remember she said when we were talking about, you know, what, what she's proud of and all of those things she was saying, you know, it feels really wanky to say these things. Don't worry. It's only you and you. Aren't you prepared to be wanky with yourself? <laughs> Come on, guys. Be wanky with yourself. Be enthusiastic with yourself. I know that you might be scared of other people's judgment. I know that you might be scared that other people might think, who the fuck does she think she is, giving herself all of this praise? This is a practice between you and you. So let yourself be wanky. <laughs> let yourself be cringe, even if it's just for five minutes. Try it. See how it feels, right? So I'm going to go back now and do my other eye of mascara, (laughs) not forget about it and walk around with one eye done. I'm going to leave these practices with you. I would be so um, happy to hear from you if you put any one of these practices into practice and what you feel as you're doing them, the results that you're getting. Please, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering yourself on too.